have a lot of passion for what you're doing. This rings true because it's so hard that if you don't, any rational person would give up. It's really hard, and you have to do it over a sustained period of time. So if you don't love it, and if you're not happy with doing it, everybody welcome to another episode of john's entitled podcast a partner of moshpitnation.com this week's guest is Jaden panesso not joey panesso like you will hear me say in the interview and someone's name who i don't fuck up is mr daniel terry how are you doing this afternoon i am doing great man i am covered in mosquito bites and i'm pretty sure i smell pumpkin spice in the air so tis the season I bought a lot of pumpkin spice things today, and I'm uh, I don't give a fuck. I, I love pumpkin spice, so I even have a pumpkin spice tattoo. So fuck you guys. Hey man, whatever whatever gets the job done for you. Yep, it's my favorite time of year. Um, yeah, you know I uh, I just want to say it's been a, a very interesting week for me. Uh, as of the time you guys are hearing this, uh, my birthday had already has already come and passed. Uh, it was this past weekend or this past week on the twentieth. And uh, I did a whole fuckload of nothing. I was in bed by 9.30 because <laughs> uh, I have been hustling like a motherfucker to pay off stuff that we are doing for Louder Than Life Fest. Because uh, let me tell you, trying to get a hotel uh, in the prime area of where a festival is going on, not cheap. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of weird. Back when I used to go to the Cornerstone Festival in Illinois... It made so much more sense. You just camped there. You right. camped at the festival. Like, for these giant fests, it almost seems like that's the way they should all go. Well, apparently my wife was looking for uh, someone to sell their camping spot, and I was like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, I guess for, like, $130 for a whole weekend, it would be exponentially easier just to do that because then you're like, all right, going to my campsite, and uh, I'm already there. Um, yeah. But... Then it's just the, the, the realization that you're probably going to be stepping and sleeping near other people's piss and shit, and you don't know who you're going to end up next to. At least, like, at a hotel, there's there's a bed, because I don't like sleeping on the ground, because uh, I'm old. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I yeah, I like to wake up when I want to wake up, and I like having air conditioning, and yeah, I'm, just, I'm just a curmudgeon-y old dude who needs the things he needs. And you know what? That's okay, because at 34, I fucking earned the right to do that. <laughs> totally fine, man. Totally fine. Like, I, and I, I keep saying, oh, yeah, you should just camp. But I probably haven't done that in, like, the better part of a decade, you know? Ever since ever since that festival went away, it was, like, one of the only ones I went to because it was within driving distance. But that was a whole week. So, yeah. I mean, I, I used to be a lot more hardcore than I am now. Um, it, it just kind of blows my mind that it's... Uh, first of all that it's been that long and that how big of a baby i would be if i actually went down there and was sleeping in a tent even for only two days like the next morning i'd be like let's just leave i mean we interviewed everybody we want to interview right <laughs> yeah i uh also want to give a shout out for all the other press outlets that picked up on the greg from audiotopsy interview uh, we put out an episode like a day or so after a few places picked up on it but i will definitely say Way more places picked up on it after we dropped the uh, Trey Williams episode from Dying Fetus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was... 
Yeah, that went that 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 went uh, went pretty nuts. Like just see, just seeing it everywhere, and then you know, a, as with everything, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. Um, we have a special shout out to a uh, media outlet that decided to cover our story, and you know, not actually give us any credit for having that story. That's right. There was a nice radio station out of Florida. Not gonna give them uh, any shout out or any anything. They did. I will say, after I made a little bit of a fuss about it, which I was on the fence about even doing. But you know what? Fuck it. It's like if places like Blabbermouth and Loudwire and all these other people can either at least credit me or cite the original so- source as of where they got all their information, which still has me credited, then I'm sorry. Some little bum fuck radio station in Florida or wherever it is can do the same and so i kind of raised a little bit of a stink i posted something on on facebook i posted shared it on my own socials and uh special 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 shout out for my fellow pumpkin spice oktoberfest lover mr adam morgan of hopes ball left a comment on the thing going like oh what podcast was this that it came from so he may or may not listen to this, but uh, I sent him a text and a Facebook message and was like, hey, thanks for doing that. Um, so it's nice to know when Hope's Fall's got your back, uh, things are good. Oh, yeah, man. You really can't ask for uh, for a better dude than Adam Morgan to come in there and just, you know, lay it all out on your behalf. It's just it was probably one of the funniest, like most sarcastically written comments. Oh, it was God. sort of like, oh, what what podcast? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that killed me, though, in that in the the quote unquote write up, if you can even call it that, is it literally just said that Greg had done quote unquote an interview on a podcast, yep. and it's like so you have no problem tagging Mudvayne, you have no problem tagging Audiotopsy, you have no problem crediting the photo that you used from whoever did that photo, but. You can't do two more seconds worth of research, and and at least you don't even have to tag me or like do that thing where like you can click on my name and it takes you to to my my Facebook page or the podcast itself. But it was just kind of fucked up, like. And then so enough people made a stink, and then I got a dude from or I got a message from the guy who who quote unquote wrote that. And he just goes, "Oh, well, we found it on this site, which I couldn't even find that page, like that." Yeah, even I didn't even about. know what he was talking about. I like... didn't either. Uh, but it was so strongly worded, like his his tone was just a little too evident. Oh, we found it on this, and uh, I changed it. Okay, yeah, like that's that's how it came across. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's one of those things. Like, I, I guess I shouldn't have let it bother me, especially on my birthday. It, it happened on my birthday, but there I am sitting on a on a nice deck eating dinner on a lake, and I see this fucking bullshit and. You know what? I was like, I'm allowed to have one little stupid pity party thing <laughs> on my birthday that I get upset about. It's your party, man. You can cry if you want to. And I did. I fucking cried all in my fucking... I overspilt milk, all of that shit. Um, but it got rectified, so it kind of makes me think that, you know, speaking up for myself or on behalf of both of us uh, was the right thing to do. Because, you know, if you just let that go by, I think uh, that just sets the precedence that, uh, you know, that that you don't care, that it doesn't mean much to you. And I definitely think that uh, that's a a really good segue to talk about the chat that we're bringing you this week with uh, Jaden Panesso of Silar, because that's a band who over the last, their last record, uh, Help, you know, it's a band that doesn't give a fuck anymore about pleasing anyone other than themselves. And that was a nice thing in talking with Jaden is, 
I think you get a real sense of that throughout the whole conversation is just, you know, as I said in the interview, being unapologetically them. They started off kind of being one of the – I don't know if generic is the the term I want to use, but just kind of being another – kind of death y kind of band didn't help that on the first record they have even frankie palmieri from amir on there but i mean you look at a band like amir who's even on their last record taking steps to be new and inventive with what they do and i think in this day and age in the heavier music realm if you're not doing that then you're gonna get left behind not to you know use the thing for my intro music but it's well, uh it's- good I think when a lot of these bands came out, like uh, Silar is a great example. It's almost like they had to put out to whom it may concern to get their foot in the door with a certain scene before that scene had really taken off and changed. I think, you know, back in like 2013, 2014, all you could do is be like, no, 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 it's fine, dude. We're totally a hardcore band. Right. Totally. (laughs) we're, We're doing this electronic thing a little bit here, too, but, you know. Totally a hardcore band, and then you know you sell some records, you sell some T-shirts, you get a you get a fan base established. I'm saying that like that's really easy. It's not, um, <laughs> but you know they get their foot in their door, and now it's kind of like okay, guys, now we're gonna really start bringing to the table what we're all about. And um, yeah, I mean I think like normally if if I was reviewing their discography, I would say to whom make it turn, you know. Like, I'd be like, oh, this is such a great record. This is amazing. This is amazing. But Help is, like, literally, like, three times as good as that record. Totally. Better songwriting. Way better songwriting. Like, so much more focus. Like, I mean, and I've, I've listened to the three new tracks, and, I mean, I'm I'm totally on board yeah. with the changes. It, at no point, this is not, like, some legacy band that has been around for, like, 30 years and played a certain style for 28 of those years and is now suddenly going, you know, J-pop or something. Right. You know, it's not it's not like like there's nothing cheap about the transition. And even like what you said, John, during the uh, interview, there were breadcrumbs the entire pathway to where they are now. It should not be any kind of surprise. No, not at all. You know, in the direction that they went in. Because, I mean, I, I don't think at any point I was like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, like. I mean, to have to whom it may concern and then help, it, it, you know, transitioning from that, you know, into their into their new record. It, it's like, I don't know, man, all the pieces are there. I don't understand. Like, I didn't even think anybody was upset, <laughs> but apparently someone's upset because, you know, there's there's music out there and people are upset about it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was it was a really fun chat, you know, and. I think, uh, you know, as, as Dan said, when I sent him the interview itself, uh, it's a long one. I didn't, I'm not editing anything other than a little bit of the background noise from again, being at a venue. But I think unlike the last couple that I've done at the venues, I think this is the best sounding one. You can hear everything pretty well. Like as far as Jaden and I talking without hearing a ton of background noise. Yeah. It definitely sounded better than the Phil interview. Um, like for sure, but I mean, didn't you say you were using? You brought some serious equipment with you this time. I brought uh, what I currently am using right now, which is you know my my little mixer through my USB mixer through uh through an actual microphone hooked up to my laptop. So I was kind of able to control things. I was able to see when things were spiking a little more as opposed to having you know a mobile recorder where you're kind of at the mercy of whatever it picks up. Yeah, well, and it helps having directional mics, too. Um, when Joe and I were down at Rockin' Pod, 
uh, with discography discussion, using those directional mics really helped cut down on a lot of the background noise. Um, if you listen to some of the other podcasts from around there from from that event, that place was so much louder than you would think listening to some of those podcasts. Yeah, and it's it's really all about what kind of microphone you use, like like a hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, so this is a really long chat. Uh, I sat down with Jaden for about just shy of an hour, so I'm going to cut this down, and we're going to get into my chat with Jaden from Siler. Talk to you in the outro. So I have the pleasure of talking to Joey Panesso from Silar. Jaden, I'm sorry. God damn. I was looking at my bad. God damn it. When you prepare, but like you just talked to Joey Gonzalez from Philip H. and Samos and the Illegals. Jaden Panesso. Sorry for that. Um, you guys just got done playing your set here in Grand Rapids, Michigan on the first yeah. date of the, the disease tour. You got a new record getting ready to come out on October 5th via Hopeless Records called Seasons. Yeah. You've dropped three singles from that. You just most recently dropped Shook. Yeah. Yesterday, in fact. And I really wanted to know how fucking fun was it recording Shook? Because you know what? When I listen to that song, and I've listened to it a shitload today, I feel like the energy and the vibe of that, that recording was just so much fun. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely one of like the... I don't know. We have all. I feel like we have all sorts of moods within the record. But that one song specific, that was like, that was like our song for us to show. Like, I guess, or more like lighter. I don't know. Or lighter, like more fun side to us. It was just one of those songs where we were just like, dude, fuck the rules, fuck, fuck everything. Let's just write a song that's aggressive, that's fun, and let's just let everyone know how we feel about a certain situation. And that's why shook is fun, man. I think that's something that's kind of been lost in the in the the realm of putting out music lately. I feel like people don't have fun recording, and that's the whole reason a lot of us got into music, got into being in a band. Right. Well, uh, dude, honestly, even though I do agree with you for 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 the most part, I do, and I do agree with you because of the scene we're in. Okay. But not in general, because people are having fun, dude. You go to hip hop, people are having fun. You go to those smash music, people are having fun. I feel like hip hop shows are becoming the new hardcore shows, though. Yeah, but honestly, our fucking scene is just like, our scene needs to wake the fuck up and get the fuck out of like whatever hole they're stuck in. Like, <laughs> dude, why do you want every band to play a safe? Why do you want to hear the same record ten years in a fucking row? Get out of it. Get out of it. It's 2018. Why do you still want to hear the same record? Why are you still creating the same record? Honestly, it's annoying. It's frustrating. And then when we take an initiative to do something different, people get upset about it because it's like it's not what they're used to hearing. But to me, it's just like, dude, like, man, it's like we have so many tools in our hands. We can actually, as like regular humans, record music. Yeah. 20 to 30 years ago, a regular human being, your average human being, wouldn't be able to do the things that we're able to do now 30 years later. Yeah. Why are we not having fun now that it's more accessible to us? I, you know what? You know what I mean? Like, no, that's no. something that irks me big time. So, you know what? I feel like you and I are going to be able to talk very easily. Cool. I'm going to kind of toss my nose to the side. Awesome. And have Let's a do that. Yeah. So, it's very funny you say that because 
I went through the discography rundown today of listening to everything from start to where you are now currently with the three tracks. If I would have been on my A-game, I would have asked your publicist for the new record so I could really talk about the new record a little bit more in depth because I fucking hate asking general questions about something like that. But I will say this. You know, you talk about your scene not really kind of giving it a go, like kind of really going for it. And the thing that interested me in in really listening to where you started to where you currently are and where you're about to be in a month with this new record, seemingly a lot of fans are, are, man, I'm just not feeling this new Siler record. I'm not feeling this song. Oh, I wish they would go back to where they were. And to me, it's like when you really put everything back to back to back to back, there's little, there's little breadcrumbs leading you to where, where you were going. And the thing to me is it's like when you get to help, yes, that's that's the more obvious, bigger transition in, in the, the band's sound. But like I said, there's breadcrumbs all along. All over, like, yeah. Here's a little bit of melody. Here's a little bit of like the R&B influence of like, you know, your, your other vocalists coming through. Here's here's things that we've been doing and we're trying to just kind of figure out how it applies to us as a band and then help comes out and it's almost like surprise motherfuckers we figured we figured this out. We figured out what Siler is to us and where we wanted to take yeah. it. So with a whole fucking record already done and then now, you know, the three songs continuing where you started right i don't understand why fans hear a song like shook or hear a song you know like the two other songs that are out and they're just like i i don't get it i don't know where this came from and it's like where the fuck were you like dude two years ago how so, do you not get it this is the thing it's like i want to see that same shit where i'm just like dude what is going on like why why do you guys not get it but at the same time i i mean like i know what i was like as a younger kid i would hear i would hear 10 seconds of a song and be like this shit is trash you know what I mean? Like, or this shit sucks or something. As a, as a, as a younger, like as a younger kid. Yeah. Now, obviously, I have a, like a better mentality with it. So I don't know if that's it, or I don't know, man. It's just like, I my thing is like, I don't know if fans thought we were just gonna write, write like a hell part two. It's just like no one wants to do that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, no. dude, this this is what it comes down to. I'm gonna be as real as I possibly fucking can be. Please. Right now, as we're releasing songs, and we have people that love them, because we do, there's tons of people that love them, but there's also a lot of other people dropping the lines of like, oh, it's not the same, oh, you guys are screaming last, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of crazy that it puts me back in this situation where like, honestly, even when like Linkin Park dropped their new shit, where we were all so pissed about it, and then like, Chester made, Chester like lashed out some comments before he went at people like crying about Hyper Theory, and I didn't even agree with it, you know? But now I understand. You know what sucks, man? It's crazy when, like... It's crazy when I read some of these comments about, like, some of the songs and stuff. Because it's crazy because, like... During the whole recording process, we were going through such a crazy time as a band. We were in the middle of a tour. We, like, finished two tours back-to-back and went straight into the record. I, my, my girl was pregnant during the entire time. So, like... I feel like I, that I, comes across on... Some of the yeah, yeah, stuff. and that's like, what I wrote about. Okay, but I, it's like, but I left home for two months to do that record, and then when you like, it, it does, it does kind of sting a little bit when you read those comments and you're just like, damn, every, everything I've sacrificed just to make this record, and then someone just like, will make that comment over like some, I don't know, not screaming being involved, right? It just kind of makes you wonder, but at the same time, it's just like, dude, I, I, 
don't know, I do understand what it's like to fall in love with a record and where you're like, I don't know, because when I fell in love with Hybrid Theory, for instance, yeah. Dior, it's just like, I thought those were like the perfect records, you know, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So right. it's just like, I'm not even mad at fans. I know what it's like. My thing at this point, I'm not trying to let, because dude, even even though people are, are dropping those kind of comments, for every one comment that someone like that drops, it's like five people that actually love the songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's not like it's going downhill, but to me, it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I understand the feeling right now. My main thing is I pe- I want people to fully listen to the whole record. I want people to get the vibe from song one to the last song and understand where we're going with it, you know? So two kind of questions on that. You know, the interesting thing about, I, I tip as a almost 34-year-old, person i typically have a problem with how much of a record you're getting now because i'm like dude it was one fucking jam and if you weren't sold on that then the record wasn't for you and if it was a banger you found out about it later like oh you fucked up and didn't buy this right 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 so i'm kind of having to learn to a to grow to this new thing where you're you're putting out three four five songs off of a record but i will say like today Today was, and this is no bullshit, because like you, you won't go back and listen to my podcast. But I'm gonna say, if you go back and listen to my podcast, and I talk to people who have records coming out, I kind of shit on the fact that people give too much away. Like I'm like, dude, you're oversaturating this shit. That's a problem with the music industry. I feel like we're oversaturating. I can almost agree with that. So today was the first, honestly, the first time listening to the three tracks you've got out, where I'm like, fucking glad that they've kind of (laughs) oversaturated and put out a lot of fucking tracks, because like. I feel like I really am legitimately stoked on this new fucking record. And I got, Dude, a, that's I got awesome. a month to go. And yeah. yes, I could have been that asshole was like, can you send me the new record now? And I probably could have gotten it. Right. But like, sure. now I'm really excited to, to wait and get it and yeah. have that thing that I used to get when I would, you know, when Best Buy CDs were $9.99 oh, opening the best. week. The best and you times. rip open the package and look at the right. artwork and, and put it in and... You're just lost in the art and the everything that the band wanted you to experience. It's all laid out before you. Everything that they talked about, all the interviews you you listened to or read or any of that shit, comes to fruition in front of you, audio, visually, yeah, just yeah. the whole experience. And that's why I love vinyl being a thing now because like it brings everything to a way bigger. Isn't like, that it's wild so that that came back? Yes, it Isn't no. it awesome? Yes, it no. I love it. It's I love it personally. And, but, like, I can understand why some people... Like, cassettes I don't understand because, like, you listen to a cassette, you fuck well, you up the audio. you won't get the same quality. No. You know what I mean? Ever. Um, yeah. But all that aside, something, you know, that was... I was thinking about today as I was listening to the new stuff, listening to help, listening to the old stuff, is, you know, I'm listening to these new songs and I feel like, you know, very unapologetically, you guys have been at the... F- very unapologetic about loving new metal and you have been and you you've let referenced lincoln park a handful of times and being an almost 34 year old the thing that i loved about new metal was and i was just literally talking about this at the bar with a friend of mine that just came from oregon that surprised me that he's here but we were talking about how new metal was so wide casting of a net it incorporated industrial you know metal tech metal like there was it was so, so wide many, casting so and then even went into like what would become like post hardcore and all this kind of shit but the thing is is it was so unapologetically everyone was so unafraid to be themselves and just go for it that i feel like you guys are a shining example of of that like where you're like 
yeah, we started here, and we can still be that. That we we are still those people, but we have access to be so much more. Oh yeah, it's this thing where like you guys and like a handful of other bands like have me like really like hundreds, even though they're never gonna play the old shit supposedly anymore. The fact that they are what they are now, I'm excited because I love that rare record. It was really fucking good. And to me, it's like, if you're going to put out music that's unapologetically who you want to be, that's more exciting than forcing you to be something you don't want to be anymore. Dude, fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. I, I, Dude, I love that statement because, honestly, I do feel like my band is like that. And it's not on some, like, dude, honestly, like, we're not out here. We're not out here trying to, like, push an agenda on anybody or trying to, like, right. we're literally just writing music that we legit enjoy. At the end of that, man, it's just like... It comes and, across. Yeah, thank you, man. And it's like... A massive reason why we wrote that song titled or nothing is because it's sad it's like we're giving it our all we're, we're literally with this record giving people a taste of what we're really into you know it's what we're it's, it's what we're into currently you know we've grown a lot as a band and yeah man it's just like dude my the first music that came into my life was hip-hop you know i'm from oh, queens yeah. you know like i didn't have anyone no showing way. me rock you know what i mean <laughs> like my family all listen to hip-hop like no dude i'm the first musician in my family you know what i'm saying like when i picked up a guitar it was just such like a it was such a weird thing for my family that someone in the family was picking up an instrument you know it was like a funny thing now that i'm doing it it's just like people get it but dude it's like we all come from so many different backgrounds and i feel like this is the first time on a record where we actually get to project oh yeah. actually show off what we what we're into and the kind of stuff we vibed into to make these songs you know what i mean it's so, i don't know man at the end of the day it's just like these songs are all very special because we're very happy. You know what I mean? We 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 sent out a message through each song, and we were able to write that song exactly how we wanted to. We never thought safe. Not once during this record did we go into a song and we were like, "Yeah, this is a safe option." Yeah, you know what? Those <laughs> kids will like it. No, man, we wrote something real, and I'm gonna go out on them and say that that's something that this scene massively lacks. So many bands are afraid to beat them. And you know what? We're not. Right. And that's just that's just what it is, you know? And, and, and I will, I obviously we appreciate all the people that love us and stick with us. And there's many people that don't appreciate that. And you know what? It's okay. Because at the end of the day, just like we have freedom to write the music we want to. You have the freedom to listen to whatever the hell you want, right? Yeah, totally. So it's cool. But just know that whether you like our music or not, we feel very happy and comfortable with it. And it's just a good feeling, you know what I'm yeah. saying? As an artist, to put out what you want to put out. So, you know, something I... Being a, an actual fan of a lot of music and, and paying attention to, like, producers and, and so on and so forth, you know, like I said earlier, being a fan of new metal when it first came out, I paid attention, like, oh, Ross Robinson's doing records I love, Roadrunner's putting out shit I love, like, paying attention to those, like, little things, like, even to the point of being, like, oh, Monty Connor's, like, a great A&R dude, like, he finds all nice. my favorite bands. Like, oh, dude, you were in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think, like, that's the thing, is, like, even if you go back to the early, like, the early to mid-90s, like, with the death metal scene, like, Mora Sound, and, and the different labels that you were into, like, it, it was more of an inclusive scene that we were a part of that, that brought us in. But something I don't think a lot of people think of now, and something I was kind of wondering if it's it's kind of brought the ability to be who you wanted to be out is a producer. Because the thing I noticed from the first two records to help is production-wise, it just sounds so good. Like, there's emphasis on... Okay, so, like, on a good case... Uh, and forgive me, because, like, I have my phone in my pocket. When You're I'm good, first, man. No worries, no worries, no worries, no worries. 
some, something soul, uh, soul addiction. Soul addiction. Soul addiction. Okay, yes. So soul addiction. Going into like in the chorus, the fact that you can hear the octave chords being played, like where it's like, like that, like huge, like just the hit of the chord. Yeah. To me, a producer knows that that's gonna really fucking sell that chorus, that part, that that thing. And on a good set of headphones, like it just makes everything Fuck more, yeah, man. Dude. more valuable. I love that you notice those things, you know. And it's like, dude. This is kind of, this is a little bit off the subject, but like, dude, I honestly, man, one of the reasons why I fell in love with like the generation and the and the era of new metal was just not just the music. There was so much going through that. It's just like the fact that people really expressed themselves however they wanted, dude. You had you had like you had foreign kids making like new metal music that was hitting <laughs> like the charts in America. Like think yeah. about bands like Onino. You yeah. know what I mean? Like making songs in Spanish and shit, and people still fucked with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like. It was so massive. Also, think about how together metal was. Regardless of like the metal heads on the side that really hated new metal because of this day. But I mean, look at the tour, like the, the family values that brought oh, everything right. all together. But something that we lack now as, as, as a metal scene is just that at the time, it's just like new metal wasn't just a band or three bands. It was a fucking movement. Yeah. And everyone was coming up with each other. Yeah. And that's something that we don't see now. And it's lacking it. And it's, and it's a bummer. We don't see it that much anymore, you know? And to me, it was just something real great. It, it was just, it wasn't only that, but just like what you mentioned earlier, the freedom of creating a persona through your music, man. That, you, that, that shit is priceless. Regardless yeah. of a record deal, regardless of anything, that shit is priceless. And I'm not saying it's like non-existent now, but it is something that we lack more, you know? This, the unity is not as much as I used to feel it when I was like a fan, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, I would listen to certain bands and then like, I would just understand everything that was going on. I don't know. It's just different times. I I, I like I understand what's going on. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like. Well, I think it's the difference between being a fan of something and, and experiencing it from right, like, my perspective right. to now being a part of it. Yeah, yeah. And like that's the weird part where I'm in, where it's like, and this sounds like I'm fucking breaking my own arm, patting myself on the back, but it's like I feel like, you know, I notice things more than I think the average person does. Right. But then right. I get the. The validation talking to people they're like oh my god you noticed this and it's like yeah well didn't everybody and they're like no not everyone notices this shit. but isn't it funny how like how you're saying that but that almost connects to like making music where like people have to like write safe music as opposed to just like going with it right I, I and then they like because there's times where like we'll, we'll show someone a song and then like someone else in another band will be like damn dude that that's sick. I've thought about writing a song like this, but like, right. you know what I mean. So it yeah. just kind of connects. It's, it's 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 a weird thing. I don't yeah. know. I, I guess I see it differently. It's absolutely different being on both spectrums. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Especially because like. Well, here's a question for you then. Okay. Have you gone back and listened to something where now on your side of things, like where you you've kind of turned a corner with oh, where your band's at, where you're just like, oh fuck, I get this now. I, I get what this band was all doing the time. now. One thing I've. One thing I've pushed myself to do in the past, like, honestly, past weeks. Okay. So, honestly, to, like, a couple months ago, I was a person that, like, if I heard a song, I would tell you off the first listen if I hated it or loved it. But then I found myself in situations where most of the songs I would tell people I hated, after a couple of listens, I'm just like, damn, this is pretty sick. I like it. So now I've learned big time to just... Instead of judging a song immediately, just to sit with it and then see how it really like sits on me. Yeah. 
But I just think, man, it, I mean, it goes with everything, man. We, we're just all growing up, and we're just learning to be a little bit less, I guess, like, judgmental. You know what I mean? And it's also to play devil's advocate. I am also in a band, so yeah. I am going to get judged. Yeah. So I guess I'm easier on other things, knowing that I might get that treatment right back. You know what right. I mean? Because it's like, dude, it's so easy to hear a song and be like, dude, that shit's awesome. Or, hey, that shit sucks. But, dude, being an artist <laughs> and reading that your song sucks, even after, dude, I'm telling you, at least for me, a million people can tell me my song is awesome. But then you're going to focus on that one person oh, that yeah. tells me it sucks. It hurts me, dude. Dude, I can tell you some... I can tell you some comments I've gotten doing this podcast where I'm just like, if I were a band, I don't know what the fuck I do because like someone's like, this kid talks too much, right. and then someone's like, well, you didn't talk at all. Were you even, were you even there for the interview? And it's like, so I talk too much or I don't or talk enough. So what's the happy See, medium you know of what, incorporating me into this thing? This is the beauty of uh, of growing up as an artist is that one thing I have learned. And it's funny to say that I have learned because I'm still learning it. Because sometimes it doesn't sit hard enough. But the fact of the matter is, dude, when you when you're creating stuff, I'm not saying you have to get it right away. You will get it eventually. But the fact of the matter is, you're not going to please everybody. No, you're not. No, you know what I mean. And that's a massive misconception that you come in with uh, as an artist because obviously, man, you want to create your you want to create your best art. You want to. You want to drop something and shock everybody, you know what I mean? But the fact of the matter is, man, not everyone's going to like it. And I feel like once you come into peace with those things and once you understand that, it's a lot easier to do what we do. Because, man, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's hard. It's hard for me. I could hear a ton of positive comments, but yet I'll sit there and I'll concentrate on that one bad one. And I'm trying my best, man. I'm trying my best to, like, get rid of that. But, dude, it's, it's, it's natural. It's natural because we're all giving it our everything. With your blog, you're not do, you're not half-assing this, correct? No. I mean, you just drove from home. You're here in our green room conducting an interview. You're not and just I doing it for a fucking bit. on a piece of paper. There you go. <laughs> and here we are. So when you do put your everything into something and not everyone likes it, that shit is going yeah. to you know, strike you a certain way. But as long as you understand yeah. that you're just not going to please everybody, I think that just puts a better piece it, of it mind. It definitely is still hard, though. Because like, sometimes, yeah. sometimes the hard part is not to clap back at some motherfucker and be like, Oh, I'll wait for your interview then with Why? this person. Oh, you don't have a podcast? You don't have the vehicle to do this? See, well, fuck you then. Dude, for anyone that listens to this, because even though I am sitting here like giving this advice and how like, you shouldn't focus on that, this is coming from the guy that if I step out there and someone tells me something wrong about the set, yeah. I'm not going to like react and say something bad, <laughs> but guess what? That's just going to sit in my head, dude. And it's like, I'm just being real, man. It, yeah. it, it does. It, it, it affects people. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's normal, but... Yeah, man. Not everyone's gonna like it, and that's and that's okay, that's dude. Okay. It's okay. You know what I mean? And I understand that, but I'm fucking human, and shit still sucks sometimes. You know? So, kind of speaking to the not the thick skinned skinnedness of of that, but something. Hell yeah, DX, throw it up. Where's the chop? Uh, but you know, something that was interesting to me is looking at your your touring past. Okay. And I'm gonna focus on. I know it's one specific tour, but I think. This tour and the next one I'm going to mention really speak volumes to the question I'm going to ask. Okay. So the Attila ICP tour. Those I are, knew that was it. Yeah. And then Warp Tour basically was the, one of the following tours from there. And I you know, I went to that tour, uh, the Warp Tour that year. I went to the, we drove, or I'm sorry, we traveled to uh, the Hartford date. Okay. Oh, that was such a sick date. It was a, from what I understand, it was actually probably one of the best dates of that Definitely tour. Definitely one of the best dates. Hence. And... You know, I've talked about that date and my experience on that because 
a friend of mine was on the tour and I got to see the behind the scenes of everything mm-hmm. and just really seeing a tour of that magnitude working the inner workings right, right, of that right. tour which is someone who books shows and so forth intermittently like it was phenomenal just to gain that that experience and see mm-hmm. how well of an oil machine and just like this is like the creme de la creme of like touring experiences and this is what it takes to perform, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be at that level so with all that being said like between that Attila tour I'm sorry Attila ICP tour and a lot of the bands that were on that warp tour between like your hate breeds you know your acacia strains your amirs like a lot of the bands that were probably on, i think on the stages that you were on um yeah, guar and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and silverstein and like all that like a, a very wide array of bands that have been mm-hmm. at it for a long fucking time same with attila same with icp but those are all bands that have have been unapologetically them mm-hmm. their whole fucking career whether it's it's against the grain it goes with the grain it, whatever the fuck it is what did you learn from touring with those kind of people who are so unabashedly themselves? That. That? Okay. Be your fucking self, dude. Honestly, man, it's just like one... Th- I'll tell you what, man, through all the tours, through all the bullshit, like, dude, because, like, Siler wasn't just a band that, like, was an idea and then just got put on. Like, nah, dude, we came from a local scene. We've played basements. We've played... <laughs> we've been broke. I've... I've stole shit from gas stations because I didn't have enough money to fucking eat. Like, dude, we've done that shit. Like, oh, yeah. This shit is real as fuck. We come from the bottom. And through it all, man, one thing I have learned and one thing I yet, like, I strongly push on people is that it's never worth it to not be yourself. Ever. Ever. Even if you feel like at that moment it's worth it, I promise you a couple mom, a couple moments later. Can I come in? Sure. I promise you a couple moments later or you, whatever it is, years, whatever, you're not going to feel the same. It's never worth it to not be yourself. That's one thing I stand with big time. And through those tours, yeah, ICP, I mean, like, even when the offer came Dude, in, I'll be honest. Dude, if so many people would actually look at what they're doing finance, business-wise, I think, like, I've always said, like, and I live, we're doing this here in Michigan, and ICP is obviously from Michigan. Yeah. Something I've always fucking said is... If the rest of the music industry would take a take a glimpse at what ICB has created as a as a business, oh dude, we wouldn't be dude, in the problem we're in. Let me tell you like, something. They sell hundred dollar like when I used to work at Hot Topic. People I who worked, would be I worked at Hot Topic too. Fuck yeah. And no, like, I've seen Give it all. me that two hundred dollar jersey, and you're like, okay, I've and they buy it, and you're like, I've seen it all. I can't believe what? that. You know why? Because that art is that has loyalty. Stuck. The reason why these people appreciate these artists though is because these people feel like an outcast and then all of a sudden they see an artist they love on stage that has stuck with that shit that whole time. Yeah. And that's why, that's why those bands last. Dude. Yeah. It's because it's like, like I said earlier, man, it's just not worth it to not be yourself. And those people are themselves and that part is human. It's real. You know what I'm saying? And I just stick with that, man. It's just like, it's that's just, I love that. I, you know what's crazy? When it comes down to our music, I've never heard anybody refer to it like that unapologetically like being you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's who we are. It's just like, I would just, I honestly just would not be able to enjoy a set if I went out there and played songs that just weren't us. You know what I mean? And and, and granted, we're not like, we're not as loud as some bands that kind of pull the sound that we do. We're not like, we, we, you're good, you're good. We don't do all that <laughs> stuff, but it's like, regardless, we still stick by what we do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we still stick by our vibe. What? And no one can deny that. It doesn't no. matter if you like our music or not. You can't deny that. We're not like the rest of these bands playing safe. And that's just the bottom line, you know? So, I mean, you know, something that was kind of interesting to me in looking back in at your, your output, speaking to 
not playing it safe. I feel like your, your guys' output in... Alright, so you're... And I never know technically anymore like what constitutes as an EP versus a, a full length anymore because right. I don't know if it's the length of the actual tracks or... You're good, you're good. Whatever, but... So, I mean, from going from... Don't worry, I'm not going to get triggered over anything. You're good. I don't know, but you know how the internet... No, is. I know how it is. <laughs> Disclaimer, I don't get triggered over that. Yeah, yeah. You're good. but so the thing to me is that's interesting though is like going from like your, your first you know, record and so forth and, and to where you are now, the thing that was like fucking intriguing to me was, you know, seeing a lot of people who, who want you to go back to that thing. And the hard part is, is I feel like, yes, you still are those people, but at some point, like, I, I just kind of wonder, like, at what point are you going to kind of leave that old material kind of behind? Because it's not really representative of who you of are. Who we are now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, this is the way I see it, man. It's like... So, for instance, like, we closed out our set tonight with Prescription Meditation. It's yeah. one of our first songs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I would feel like a massive hypocrite as an artist if we just fully went on a tour and we were just like, nah, we're not playing that shit anymore. Because you know what? I would feel the same way, and we're going to bring him up again, but I would feel the same way if, like, Winchester was still around, rest in peace. Yeah. I went to a Lincoln Park show, and then all of a sudden they decided they didn't want to play anything off Hyper Theory or Meteora. Like, yeah. I would hate that. You know what I mean? Like, I would, yeah. and, and to me, it's just like... It's weird to still be on that material sometimes, but... Do you feel like dude, it still I, represents who you guys are? It represents a phase in our careers. Like, it represents a time of our band. And to me, to me, when it comes to, like, bands and artists, I just feel like the beauty of it is when, like, you grow with your fans. Yeah. You know what I mean, how many times have you seen a, uh, an artist start when they're, like, in their teens, and then you see them grow all the way till they're old? Caleb is the perfect representation Caleb of is that. a perfect representation. Honestly. That was a dude that had every single 14, 15-year-old scene kid. As when a he was 14 or 15. And now he's in Beartooth, like, with all the butt rock dads. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if no, that's not no, fucking you're, sick, you're I don't totally know what right. else is. You know what I mean? And to me, it's just, like, that's very important to grow with your fans. And, like, I will never come out a fan for liking our old stuff better, man. Everyone's entitled to, like, their own thing, but... You also have to understand that people grow and people are not, especially as an artist, man, you don't want to write the same, like, at least we, I don't want to write the same, the same record twice, dude, I don't. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, man, maybe for the next record after seasons, maybe we decided that at that time we're feeling heavy. I don't, I don't know, man. So, it's just like. Kind of speaking of, you know, the fact that seasons is getting ready to come out in the next month or month, uh, as of when we were doing this chat, the thing that's interesting to me though, is like your, the volume of output. Cause I mean, like you were a year between the first two records. You were two years between, uh, fuck, I'm terrible at fucking shit sometimes. You good? Um, but you know, from, from help to the record before it was two years. And then I think if my timeline's correct. You're about a year and a half ish between, but between I mean like season, you, you, help and seasons. Yeah. But like you put, oh, out, no, four, you put like, out four records in five years. So like, are you one of those bands that just constantly is writing? No, regardless? we're not because no? no, because all right, this is the way I see it. We dropped an EP. A lot of people might you know count that as a full record <laughs> but uh this is our third official record and actually help dropped in august 2016 right seasons is dropping october 2018 so it's all it's actually two full years and honestly i'm proud of that man because if you pay attention to bands that's the touring cycle that's the album cycle i should say yeah but there's there's a lot of artists that unfortunately have to do a one-year cycle there's bands that tour for less than a year and they're back in the studio so I am very proud of having uh, two years of me doing our last record and now, but it, it, and it's not so much a, like I don't believe we're just an artist that's just gonna pump out records, but you know, man, you're also gonna position where like, dude, it's not it's not 1995 anymore. 
It's not like, you know, it's just like, it sucks, but it's the truth. It's like, you just, you can't put out a record anymore that as an artist is really going to last you, especially as a rock band, dude. Rock isn't what it used to be. That's just, you know, I mean, like, I'm not saying quality. I'm just saying, like. The quantity? Not quantity. It's just okay. what it is. Okay. It's like rappers are new rock stars. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, tons of, like, Pulse not tons, Malone but Malone is year- putting out shit where I'm just like. Like, the fact that that motherfucker came from this scene. Yeah, like, it's amazing. But then was like, he wasn't accepted in this scene, so he was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to go play over here. But he still then, reps this scene. Yeah, That motherfucker's the man. Yeah, Yo, Matt Pops, Post Malone, he actually followed me on Twitter the other day, and I was like, dude, yeah, all right, well, this is the fucking Hell dude. yeah, nothing. But nothing my thing is, man, it's just like, it's about, I don't know, man, it's just, it just doesn't get looked at the way it used to. No. You know, man, unfortunately, this is the fucking truth. A lot of people might not know it, but sometimes it's a band... You can't afford to not write a record. You can't afford... Your, your label won't let you do... That's just what it is, man. I'm sorry. I don't know if you knew that, but that's just what it is. Sometimes you write a record, and your label's like, hey, guess what? It's time for another one. You know what I mean? It's just, and that's just what it is, dude. So it's how like, was it going from, from Razor and Tie, which, I mean, basically sort of was absolved one under whatever, around the time I think you guys signed with Hopeless. Right. So, I mean, how is... Because like, you can't not make the parallel between... Right, where I mean, you were with Razor and Tide to what you've been doing since. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so did that give you the? Did that give you sort of a, not a creative license, but did that because it's a new start for you guys right. in that regard? Did that make you kind of want to be like, well, fuck it, why not go in on all in on this new start? Yeah, I mean, dude, it's crazy because it did feel like nine and day going okay. from one label to the other. I mean, honestly, I, I, I got to give it to Raisin Tide. They, they did give us, like, freedom as far as, like, us wanting to write whatever we wanted. But as far as, like, you know, in-house stuff, we're, we're not there for a reason. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and bash anybody. No, that's right. That's obviously, right. we're not there. So, that says it all. And going on with the new team and the label, it did inspire us, man. It's just like, dude, I feel like, I feel like when you re-listen to, like, the first shit we wrote, to hear this shit now, it's like... Damn, these oh, kids it's... have grown. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. dude, <laughs> I just found out this morning that our song played during a Monday night football game. You know a what friend I'm of mine's band also played during that. that and it's game. like, dude, that's just fucking nuts, dude. I'll tell you what. When I started my band, I would have never in a million years thought that would even be a thing. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know, man. You just grow. Your your mind changes. Sometimes you, sometimes you feel so attached to a certain thought or like belief with your music. And dude, the fact of the matter is, it's just like. People change, hearts change, seasons change. There's just change through through it all. Is that what the the record name comes from? Yeah. So basically, I I lyrically I wrote the record about like the change, what the change as uh, from being like an artist and being on the road and living this kind of lifestyle has made me feel. And it's just like my journey. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, I didn't want to name the record changes. You know what I mean, but it is about for the changes. fallen dreams. Just was here last night doing their changes. Right, here. I love the fallen. It's cr- funny enough, man. For the fallen dreams was the first band to take us out on the first on our like our first full yes tour. Love those fucking dudes. Shout out to Jim. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it's just crazy. I don't know. I wanted to like I didn't want to just name it changes because right. something that I stick with big time. It's like I feel like we if we didn't have change as humans, our lives would be fully dull. Oh, you know what I mean, stagnant. like. Whether it's a good change, whether you got that raise, or whether you got fired, guess what? There's change another happened. door that opens. And, dude, if we didn't have that, think about how boring our lives would be. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So, like, even through all something that I realized, 
with writing the record is that even even in the negative aspects of I don't know that I felt through my life I just feel like they were necessary I just feel like the change that I went through even the changes that made me feel very low they were necessary and that's what I wanted to point out on this record I wanted to point out how like one minute we can wake up very fucking happy but then guess what man something can ruin your fucking day and that's a change and that's just what it is we're humans we're gonna be happy we're gonna be angry we're gonna be sad this is what it is and something that i'm very proud of with the record is that it illustrates a lot of different feelings that us as humans go through so it's like yeah it might be weird for some people to hear a song like no way that's like a ballad like love song to then hear shook it's like whoa dude you know i fucking, mean but i love shook i love all the shook, songs shook literally does what the title says i feel like it's like i know this has probably been a sentiment that's probably been echoed to death uh-huh. but I don't know why but when I hear that maybe it's just because of my age and like I said like I came up in no, the new good, metal good, good. era yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. it was coming and so when I hear it I'm just like this reminds me of like that growth that POD had from fundamental elements of South Fuck yeah, I'll to just satellite say, hell yeah and even some of the stuff that you're singing about on the on the couple of tracks that are out like it reminds me of like being like the stuff on satellite is culturally relevant to the shit we were going through as a society and as people yeah. at that time and i feel like there's a something that i've always loved about your music whether it be from those first couple of records to now is i feel like you've always said something that needed to be said the difference is though is now maybe more people can understand the message exactly yeah all right my man yes yeah. right. and that's and, and dude to know that there's people out there that actually get a grasp of that makes me so happy because that's I think the thing, it's my man. Age sometimes I think though it might I be. Think, it I might think be. The young dude. kids who are like pissed aren't 34, married, and like going through real life. Real life, right? It's like, a lot easier to like just drop those comments and drop your two cents when there's nothing else around really stressing you. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is cool that you notice that, man, because it's like. That, and, and it's something that I'm stoked about because to me, I feel like a bigger audience can actually understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I well, just I think feel, both of you. Yeah, and I just think, like, lyric wise, like, I just, lyrics are so important to an artist, a song, music in general. And to me, it's just like, I feel good to know that if your random average Joe pulled up a, a sour song, a current sour song at least, whether they agree with me or not, they can at least understand exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> right. And that. That helps me sleep at night with this new record. Right. So, kind of in wrapping up, because I feel like you and I could just chew the fat for fucking oh, forever. Oh, we can't forever. Okay. But it's one of those things. So, you know, as I've kind of said, being almost 34 now in a couple, like, what is it, the 14th and six days, I'll be 20, 34. So, as I listened to this this music and, and new metal, it went through this phase of being cool and being kind of the voice of the underground to being mainstream like with follow the leader and so forth to then being a dirty fucking word that like if you were like oh yeah i like corn like bro that ain't cool or like you know to now sort of being this fringe not quite underground thing but like this resurgence that you know i talked about earlier and so i kind of wanted to know as someone who's being dubbed one of these bands that's kind of at the forefront of it When did it kind of go from being a dirty word to, to, to being kind of cool again? Because it, it's, This it's, is my... You know what blows my mind? It's just like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but when was the last time an actual metal rock band made the waves or noise that the new metal bands made? Like, when was the last time a band like Limp Bizkit or Linkin Park came around and actually blew the world like that? 
that was actually playing some hard fucking riffs and like some real shit. So the last time, honestly, I think that was the last era. Honestly, so like, and and that was something I was talking about earlier today. Is the weird thing that's that about that time frame and that scene is so there was the, the precursor bands like Sepultura, a little bit toward the end of Sepultura into Soulfly, that started that. And like yeah. you're saying, with the El Nino kind of fucking around with the the, the bilingualness right, of right, it. Right. Then you had bands like Corn who were kind of fucking around with it and doing their thing to it. So then even having bands like Orgy and Limp Bizkit who kind of influenced or infused like industrial and like. Uh, electronic stuff and then rap and so on and so forth and I think honestly like when I was trying to pinpoint like where did the the sound deviate and kind of become its own thing is there's a band like Avenged Sevenfold who kind of came in and were doing One something of my bands. doing something that was old it was like the the Iron Maidens and yeah. the and the Judas Priest with the twin and even going back to like Thin Lizzy with like Pantera the though. I was Pantera's like one of the you know what I mean Pantera was probably like the band that was the precursor to new metal because like I would even say if you honestly go back and listen to a little bit of uh, what is it uh, far beyond driven the great not great southern trunk kill uh, the one with the dude jumping through the fire um, but there's there's very little nuances of like grind and stuff on it like Phil's trying to go more extreme when I feel like the band is kind of leaning a little more toward that kind of more bouncier groove than what they had been playing and it's just weird to look back on all this eras of music like I said new metal blanketed so much but then from it you almost got you know post hardcore and then you had like yeah you had the beginnings of metalcore and like you know I was just having the conversation in this room yesterday with somebody where I was like Michigan's kind of weird because like we have a stand like we have a hand in a lot of the genres that have come through you know between the MC5 and like the punk scene to Ted Nugent and like that 70s like kind of guitar driven rock to the White Stripes with that lo-fi sound to a band like for the fallen dreams like within that early metalcore scene to still remains in that kind of gothenburg thing to even a band like black dahlia murder in our death metal scene and battle cross now like we've had our hand in so much shit so it's been very weird and advantageous at times to kind of see the change happen yeah and always see like the sprinklings of of the thing that came before it and I don't know. It's just been really weird. Like trying to think of, like I said, new metal just encompasses so much that I feel like, like I said, like with you guys, it's like I hear everything, all the great records that you know, the Fall of the Leaders, where like that turned everything on its fucking head. And like, like I was gonna say, like if I was talking to any other dudes, it's like I love the fact that there's pitch shifters and whammies, the whammy yeah. pedals being used for melodies because that's what fucking Corn did on Follow the Leader. They they use these things, these odd effects. Right. to get a different vibe than you could without them. Mm-hmm. And they were using them in a way that no one else was to bring out the art that they wanted to make. And I feel like when I listen to what you've been doing, you're, you guys are fucking doing it. Like, the Linkin Park sound, like, there's a little bit of that I hear with, like, some of the electronics. Yeah. Like, Mike Shinoda would bring in and, like, you know, DJ, uh, whatever his face. Like, you guys are incorporating so much that it's, like, it excites me as a music listener, as someone who likes to find something that brings me back. Going back to the vinyl thing. The thing I love about vinyl is it's an immersive experience. You yeah. put it on. You listen to it. You flip it over. And the thing that I don't think a lot of people think about, too, with vinyl is it's like every time you flip, if it's 12 songs or whatever, and it's four, four LPs, or two LPs with two sides each, so basically four different sides, you're getting a different... You're getting three different beginnings 
that you get to like here's That's the album opening. Look at it. Here's the here's the thing like when you flip this over, here's what we want you to go into. And some bands, you know, like uh, Misery Signals and a few of these other types of bands have done really good at like when it comes to vinyl. They like I'm sorry, I trade you on the curse. If you buy the vinyl, they have the two sides as they themed it. They took it a step further with the vinyl release, and I feel like something like that for you guys could be really fun, where you you look at the music a completely different way than most, to where like maybe a vinyl release, you're like, all right, so like here's this, we're gonna title it this, then you flip it over, now here's a new experience for you, here's here's another concept we were running with, maybe you weren't hip to it on the CD, but like you can kind of do that uh, with seasons. I mean, like you you've mentioned all these things, but like a uh, uh, a beauty with uh, within our band is that like. We never go into a song with like, I don't know. We we never go into a song like trying to leave anything out. You know, the reason why you still hear whammies or like beats or melodies or screams, whatever, is just because we don't block anything out before we go into a song. To can us, I, if it's like, can I cut you off for just a second? Because sure. you just reminded me of something I also was thinking of today. I love the fact that on like the last two records, it feels like a record with the atmospheres that you're adding pre and post. Yeah, 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 song leading into itself. Thank you, man. Well, the thing is, like, we don't really write. I don't know. We don't. We don't like write concept records. But when we are writing these records, I do think about it as a whole, which is a massive thing for me with seasons. Because, like, I, I, like I said, man, I can understand why some kids don't dig like some of the sounds. <laughs> I can understand why some kids like miss the screams and all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is, is that we wrote a record, and I want people to really listen to the full thing. And then tell me what they think. You know what I mean? Whether it's good or bad, man, it is where it is. But to me, this project, this project in specific, has amazing songs in my opinion. But overall, it's just a really sweet thing as a whole. And I just, I, I want people to actually listen to it from the back. And then if you hate it, maybe go back to it two weeks later. Maybe you'll feel different. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just like we did what we vibed. You know what I mean? We didn't. We went in there and we didn't play it safe. And I. I'm sorry, but I'm proud of that because I told you, man, and I'm not afraid to say it, we're in a fucking scene that's boring as fuck. Everyone's playing a safe. Everyone's fucking afraid to say some shit, and we're fucking not, and I'm over it. I'm over everyone playing that safe card. That shit is corny. That shit is lame, and it's the reason why this band, this scene doesn't just, like, go anywhere further, man. It's just, I just feel like everyone's so scared to do things, you know what I mean? So, legitimately now, we're wrapping up. I know I said <laughs> that good, a couple of minutes good. ago, but we went on a tangent, but... You know, this record's gonna already come out. In theory, you're probably gonna be on at least a year and a half album touring cycle behind this. Where would you like to see this band go over this next year, year and a half touring wise? What are some bands that you think are like fucking flipping the scene on its head that you would like, do we wanna fuck with you? We wanna be like in front of your fans? We wanna Word. like. I mean, that. dude. For starters, just even being on this tour is like fucking awesome because we I have like a band this like, like. This is one of the the most to me into like my most anticipated tours because of what it offers there's yeah. a little bit of something for everybody right because to me it's like cool we're like so we're on a band uh beartooth we're like one of the bands that came from our scene but it's like all of a sudden so big in the rock scene and in the radio scene and they're like you know it's just a band that stands out and you also have knock loose who's so big in the hardcore world they're such a hot band you know what i mean and it's just like i feel like we're in a perfect tour for us to cater to different types of people um if I was to get, like, if I could pick a spot or a band or whatever, it's just, like, I, I, you know. But in the next year, I would definitely, like, I feel like we really, I don't know, we really want to tour with bands like Papa Roach and, like. 
I definitely get disturbed and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? I mean, a big part of it is because just, I don't know, just because I'm a massive fanboy. Those are the kind of bands I grew up so with. So Jacoby follows you, and I was like, is there a potential? Dude, it's, cra- it's crazy to even say this interview that that's like one of my boys. You know what I mean? Like, we're cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, we talk, and when I first went out, he loved my band. Trust me, that was like one of the most surreal moments for me because I told him straight up, I was like, dude, you don't understand. I was like, Jacoby, <laughs> dog. You're telling me you love Siler? You don't understand. I was like, dude, I used to think you were a fucking alien. Like, when I used to watch videos in, like, 98, 99, or whatever the time was, I was younger, and I was just so, like, deep and obsessed with music and bands, and to me, the singers, or, dude, anyone in the band, to me, they were just, like, not even just regular human beings. To me, it was just like, dude, you guys are, like, phenomenons, you know what I mean? And to talk to Jacoby and shit nowadays it's like it's just fucking crazy it's cool man I'm grant, I'm like very grateful for stuff like that you know what I mean but yeah when I was a kid I looked at bands like that you know what I mean I was obsessed I've I've just always loved this scene so much and I love that you mentioned the whole thing with freedom around new metal because that's what really brought me into it what really brought me into it was the fact that they had hip hop in it I didn't get into metal first I grew up in Queens I grew up with hip hop my cousins all they listened to was hip hop my family, hip-hop. That's all I knew. And, <laughs> and you know what? I'm watching WrestleMania 17, and then I hear No Way. I mean, uh, My Way for the first time, Limbiscuit. Yep. Lost my mind. I was just like, wait, what? There's a dude rapping, and there's, like, this aggressive, like, energy behind it? And that did it for me. And that just goes to show the beauty behind being, like, creative and, and mixing all these things together. It's just, like, beautiful the kind of things you can create with it. You know what I mean? It's crazy to turn a kid that was just into hip-hop into this whole genre now just because I heard a hint of hip-hop in a rock song. You know what I mean? And that is the beauty of new metal. It was a, it was a beauty to see so many different things like that. And I, with this record seasons, even though you only heard three songs, there's a lot of shit in there. There's parts in that well, I think record. there's something to be said for the fact that the three songs you released are very close track listing-wise to each other. I pay attention to weird shit like that, yeah. too. Like, you basically gave the, the meat of the album. Like because the second the- half of the album is... Don't don't think I didn't notice that. <laughs> cool, I like you that. You because... didn't put the album opener, but you you right. Oh yeah, I noticed. And I and we wanted to release the album opener, but we oh, did that, it for I a certain reason. I think that's going to be a statement piece. Yeah, yeah. Anyone... Oh no, the, the, yeah. I'll offer the statement piece. Just you know, I just want everyone to listen to the full thing. That's that's where I'm at with it, man. I, I, I'm really proud of it. You know, I'm really proud of it. I think we really went above and beyond with it. I think we're breaking barriers. I um, we mix a bunch of stuff that we like that a lot of people don't do and I know a lot of people love it and a lot of people might, maybe not but that's where we're at with it you know so my last two questions uh, literally the last one will be the, the wrap up question but uh, you mentioned wrestling huge wrestling fan figure it's interesting to find that in doing this a lot of band people are wrestling fans unapologetically mm-hmm. again going back to that you good so if you could do a theme for somebody current doesn't have to be WWE any promotion uh-huh. who would you love to do a theme for I'm going to take this from a drummer, Cody, Conor McGregor. You think he's going wrestling? Not wrestling, but, I mean, you said anything, right? Well, I, I meant, like, any promotion as far as, like, in the wrestling oh, world. Oh, in the wrestling world. Like, someone's theme music. They're coming out to this song. It's it's your it's your Disturbed doing the, the sh- glass shatters. It's your, you know, DX, are you ready? It's your... <laughs> okay. I mean, fucking Code Orange got to do Aleister Black's thing at NXT TakeOver, like, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. So, I, mean, I was there in Brooklyn. So, I mean, if sick. you could do anyone's theme that they're going to come out to and that's going to be their theme for presumably the next little while, what would who would you like to, to associate with? Mm. 
That's a tough question because you know what, man? It's 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 weird because like I was so much more into wrestling when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like now I still pay attention to it, but I I'm not the fan I used to be, and that's what I was trying to get at. That, okay. that when I was like. When I was 10 and WrestleMania 17 came out, and I just remember the, a massive punchline was just like, Mac-Man versus Mac-Man, because that was like when like <laughs> the son and the father right, were like having right, a matchup. Right. right now, man, I wouldn't know, man. There's so many different wrestlers and so much stuff going on, um, and also with so many different events, but we'd love to just be involved in that world anyway. You know what I mean? I feel like our music does cater to like that kind of like aggression. And I feel like I it's can so definitely f- hear a song of yours potentially, but even Shook being like, that bumper song that you hear before like yeah actually i mean i'm not i'm not gonna say what wrestler but um a wrestler actually did ask us to use one of our songs for um for a big wrestling thing that just happened last weekend all in yes (laughs) so a wrestler was gonna come out to that song okay some shit behind the scenes got fucked up and it didn't happen but the fact that like you know the fact that like something like nfl picked up our song and then like we had wrestling asking us for a song. It feels good, man. It's 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 a cool feeling because it's, it's it's just just shows that us following our guts and what we really like isn't a bad thing. You know what I mean? And then uh, last question. You know, the record comes out on uh, October fifth via Hopeless Records. Uh, again, it's called Seasons. And uh, this is where I'll have you plug your socials where people can follow you, follow cool. the band, and then pick a song to end it out. Doesn't even have to be one of yours. I'll even throw that out there. It can just be whatever. Maybe uh, if there's a song you're feeling, maybe it's something off of Mechanical right, so Animals. You, that's if, 20 years old today. So for anyone that. that heard this entire interview, you know exactly how I feel. With that being said, I'm gonna end it with uh, "Back to School" Deftones. Ooh, a jam. Um, that band. Cool. Keith lyric even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So all, all of the vibes they bring out, I, I, we could just relate to it big time. Especially "Back to School," it's a lot of like. It has a lot of the energy, vibe, and attitude that we're feeling right now as a band. And yeah, man, I'm excited. I can't wait for everyone to listen to it, uh, especially Deftones. They're like a massive band we look up to, and it, it's going to be a good time, man. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to hear what people what people think about the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's we gave everything into it, dude. I was like, it shows so far from what I've heard. It shows. It's exciting, man. I'm I'm very excited. I just can't wait to see what people actually think. Well, thank you very much. And where can everyone find you guys? So you guys can find us anywhere on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and all that stuff, Siler and Y. My personal is just my full name, Jaden Panesso. I know it's not easy to find, but if you <laughs> probably look on this podcast, you'll probably have my name on there. I will. And then, yeah, man, please look us up, Siler on YouTube, Siler on Spotify, Apple Music, and just jam, turn it up to 11, tweet at us. We always respond back for the most part. But even if we don't, we always read every single tweet. So let us know how you feel. Awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. Of course, and, uh, dude. Enjoy the rest of the tour safe travels, man. Fuck yeah, brother. Awesome. Appreciate it. So that was my chat with Jaden Panesso of Siler. And, uh, you know, I kind of enjoyed having a longer chat with someone. As you heard me say right there in the beginning, after I fucked up his name, of course. Uh, again, that's, that's sort of the downfall of writing down questions is I also have the other interviews I've done out as well. So when I went to look down and I saw Joey Gonzalez... I was thinking, oh, it's something, and I had just asked him how to say, how he pronounces his last name. So I'm looking down real quickly as I'm talking to him, and I, I see Joey, and I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, Joey Panesso. And I was like, wait a minute. And as I was saying, I was like, that's wrong. And then he's like, that, wait, what? And I was like, oh, fuck. So, yeah, I admitted in my, my fuck up right in the beginning of this episode. Uh, I kind of admitted it during when it happened, and I'm admitting it now. Yeah, I fucked up. I called him the wrong name. What about it? It happens, man. You know, when you're a big time podcaster, you know, like yourself, sometimes, you know, these things happen. But, uh, 
No, I the first thing I thought whenever I listened to this was, man, I'll have what he's having. Because, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he were uh, really amped up for that one. But it was exciting because, like, you could tell he was, like, really getting on board, you know, with it. Like, there was a lot of positive energy in this interview. Um, and I really enjoyed, I enjoyed just how unabashedly, like, we're going to talk about Limp Bizkit right now. Yeah. Or we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about how we love new metal and you know what? It's 2018 and we now live in a world where we're allowed to say stuff like that and it's totally fine. And honestly, it doesn't even matter if it's fine or not. <laughs> like it's just unabashed love. I think the thing for me, and, and this doesn't discredit my interview with Phil, it doesn't discredit the interview I did with, with Michael from, you know, Guar or anybody that I've talked to, I think the thing that was different about this interview for me is, you know, I was sitting, you know, I kind of pick up on other people's energy and that's not to say anyone else, you know, was dead or anything like that. But we also were in a room sitting basically almost knee to knee across from each other, like kind of leaning in, talking to each other. So there's, I mean, I don't like at one point, I think you could literally hear him and I doing like a fist bump kind of thing, like when we were talking about something. And I mean, that's how close we were. We were really fucking close. Like, it's probably literally one of the most intimate conversations I've had with someone. And as you heard me say right away, like, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I think we're I think we got something going here. I'm just going to toss my notes to the side and I'm just going to talk to you. And potentially at times, maybe that made me meander a little bit. But I think that made it more of a genuine conversation because I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say as I'm saying it because I'm listening to what he's saying, not trying to think of my next question. I'm literally tackling things in the moment. And I think we kind of go into some interesting side tangents. I think we go in down some interesting rabbit holes and all that kind of stuff. And I think we get more of a, a an honest sense of who he is as an artist and who the band is as a whole and what we can expect from them on this new record seasons. I mean, I mean, God, there was just, it was, I mean, I listened back to it earlier, like I said, just to mix the levels on it and kind of cut down on some of the background noise. But even when I was listening to it, I was like, God, this is just a fun chat. Like it's a, it's long, it's an hour long, but I never really felt like it dragged at any given point. No, I didn't think it dragged. And I, I, I just, I like more organic conversations like that. That's kind of where I come from. Like with, with my background is, um, I'm not as as good at doing the formal interviews, um, and we've had a string of what like 15 to 30 minute type interviews where it's like those are there those are good interviews. I'm not discrediting them, but you have to just try to get as much information as you can so compact and so quickly that sometimes it loses the natural art of conversation. And um, this was really refreshing in that regard that we just kind of get to sit down and get into the head of an artist instead of just being like, okay, well, when does your new album come out? Or when does your new, you know, like that, like it didn't, it didn't feel like a promotion interview as much as it, I mean, and even though it very much was, but that's good promotion where people are getting a real sense of the person. Yeah. And they're, and you know, because you, you you come away from the conversation like, dude, I think I'll check that new album out. It sounds like it's going to have some cool twists and turns for me. Well, it's like I even said in the in the interview, and it you know I've said over a shitload of these podcasts of I feel like the day and age of oversaturation on the the pre rollout of a record. By the time a record comes out, if it's two or three songs, four or five songs out, and nothing's really catching me, it's like I don't I I was interested in the record, but now that I've heard about half of it, I don't think I give a fuck about it now. 
Well, even whenever you were talking to Greg from Mud, I mean, Audio Topsy, um, you know, even he said, he's like, yeah, well, no, we're not putting the entire record up, you know, which is a lot of bands do that now. They just, they throw everything they have out onto the table immediately. And it definitely kills the anticipation of something. Like, I mean, Zayo put out a split record, uh, split seven inch just the other day on mind over matter records and uh shout out to Austin. W- and um i ordered it and i can't wait for it to come in and i haven't really listened to much off of it because i want that anticipation you know i i want that feeling of oh man what's this gonna be um and i feel like a lot of bands lose that you know like like you were saying john it's like they just throw everything out there and there's not that anticipation of going to the store or running to, I mean, in, now in 2018, running to the mailbox. You I'm know? Running to iTunes. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm running to stream this thing immediately. Uh, that being said, though, I think Siler really threw out the best. I mean, again, I haven't heard the rest of the record yet, but they they threw out really some of their best tracks. To the point where even if the rest of the record is garbage, I'm still happy with those three tracks. Like those are still going into my playlist. And again, you you can't think that on a record that has those songs on it, the rest can't possibly be garbage. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to this record dropping. Uh, and for those you know who are maybe not Siler fans, uh, their new record, Seasons, comes out October 5th via Hopeless Records. Uh, pre-orders for that are still up over at siler.merchnow.com. If you don't know how to spell the band name, A, it'll be next to Jaden's name, S-Y-L-A-R, though if you are listening this far and too lazy to look at the screen. Um, but yeah, this this record, I think it's really going to take where Help left off, and I think it's going to take them even further. I mean, just in the three songs that they have, you can't help but already hear that. Like, take the best songs off of Help, and I think they've already eclipsed it. Honestly, yeah, this is cool, and I'm I'm pretty excited to hear it. Um, I've been a pretty big fan of their stuff. Um, it's it really since Help. Help was the first was the first record I heard, and I actually went back, and I think that was part of my perception too. Is hearing Help first. I you know I went back a record, and I was like, oh, this is. I mean, this is cool, but it really isn't as good, you know, <laughs> and so. Um, but you know, there is something to be said though, about listening to the discography of a band from beginning to end and getting it, you know, in a short period of time and getting a perspective on it that maybe people that have been fans of the band for years may not necessarily pick up on, um, you know, but like hearing those transitions happen, you know, really quickly, it's easy to, I think to, to pick out like, Oh, I could totally tell they were going to go in this direction listening to the last record, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm super excited about that. And uh, just to put put something else over real fast, uh, shout out to the 2018 Atlanta Braves. We just clinched the division today, as of when we we're recording this. Uh, went from one of the worst teams last year to now winning a division, first place. Not saying we're gonna win the World Series, but I'm pretty fucking pumped. Uh, it's been a long time since Atlanta's won a division, and uh, man so fucking excited uh, i didn't tell my wife this just because we're trying to save as much money as possible to uh go to this louder than life festival but i actually bought the division uh champs t-shirt that just came out today uh right after they won so um if you're listening to this i'm sorry i spent like 40 bucks on a t-shirt <laughs> right right but 
Division cha- divisional championships don't come along very often. Uh, hopefully, this is the start of something new. Uh, if you're not a baseball fan, well, sorry, fuck you. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna pump something I fucking love, and the Atlanta Braves are a huge, huge uh, part of my life. I fucking love them, and uh, it's good to be. It's good to see Atlanta back on top, and uh, hoping for a good, good postseason run starting in the next week or so. And doing, uh, a, lot, doing a lot better than my Cardinals. <laughs> hey, at least you guys have won a World Series or two in the last decade. I mean, you know, several. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Michigan won today, too. Shout out to them. Blowing out Nebraska. I think it was 56-13. to 13. Uh, All of our backups got to play. Looked really impressive. And, uh, man, the only thing that's going to make me feel even better is if, I mean, the Browns fucking won. I'm not the hugest Browns fan, but they got Jabril Peppers, a Michigan native, Michigan fan, or not Michigan native, but a Michigan uh, alum. It's exciting. Sports are in full effect. The NBA season's just around the corner, and uh, I'm all pumped on just sports, 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 sports. Got a huge sports boner going right now. I can't relate to that, but uh, you know what? As I said earlier in this podcast, whatever gets the job done for you, buddy. I'm such a casual sports fan. I'm I'm that annoying guy that's like, what? What? We're in some kind of important playoff game? Yeah, <laughs> man. I'm like totally on board, you know. And uh, then, you know, if, if if the big game gets flubbed, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think they'd do it. You know, <laughs> I didn't think they would. Uh, yeah. So, you guys want to go uh, go to a show or something? You know. Yeah, but a uh, lot of fun. Very exciting. Very exciting times for me over here. So, if you hear me talking about Braves baseball. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter and I'm talking, I pump Braves shit a lot the last couple of days. And, uh, yeah, it's just going to be more of it. But uh, speaking of social networks, uh, if you would like to keep up with Jaden and Siler, you can find Siler on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram simply at Siler and Y. If you would like to follow Jaden on Twitter and Instagram, it is Jaden Panesso, uh, J-A-Y-D-E-N-P-A-N-E-S-S-O, or simply look at your screen, and that's how you spell his name. Uh, again, the new record seasons comes out October 5th via Hopeless Records. Pre-orders are still up over at siler.merchnow.com. There is a sweet gold-looking vinyl variant on there that looks fucking great. Uh, I will probably pick one up here pretty soon. Dan might as well. If you would like to follow our partners at Moshpit Nation, you can find them at moshpitnation.com. Keep up with them on Facebook at Moshpit Nation West, capital M-I. Twitter and Instagram are simply Moshpit Nation. And if you would like to keep up with our show sponsor, The Bean Bastard, you can find them at TheBeanBastard.com, The Bean Bastard on Facebook and Instagram. And if you would like to be a show sponsor too, reach out to us on email at johnsontitlepod at gmail.com, and we can talk about sponsoring some episodes upcoming. We've got some good ones. And Dan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DiscussMetalDan. You can find me on Facebook as Daniel Terry. Very creative name, I know. And uh, you can find my other podcast, Discography Discussion, at DiscussMetal.com. And should you ever feel so inclined, you can also send me an email at DiscussMetalDan at gmail.com. Is that where I send random music? Pretty much. Okay. I just want to know if I want to send you some random music, if I can just send it there. Yeah, that's fine. You send me whatever random music you want to send me. Awesome. And uh, if you would like to keep up with all things the podcast, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube over at Johnson Title Podcast. Tweet at us at Johnson Title Pod and email us at johnsontitlepod at gmail.com. Like I said, uh, if you would like to be a show sponsor, email us, or I guess you can reach out on the Facebook uh, message, and uh, we will get back to you as quickly as possible and, and discuss that. And if you would like to support us monetarily, you can at patreon.com slash Podcast. And Dan's going to tell you all about rating, reviewing, subscribing. 
the cheaper way to support this podcast. It is the number one cheap way to support the podcast, but your lack of money goes so far. When you rate, review, and subscribe, we show up in search results easier. We are recommended to other people like yourself that are into this podcast. And uh, it's really one of the greatest things you can do for a podcast is to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, Reviewing is amazing because it gives us valuable feedback that we need to know. If there's something that we're doing that you don't like, let us know. Preferably, though, leave us a five-star review and private and privately message us and let us know what we're doing wrong. <laughs> and we will uh, we'll jump in there and uh, try to do our best for you. <laughs> and uh, lastly, we are going to end this episode as we always do with a song. And very apt-fitting, Jaden picked Deftones, Back to School. A very once-polarizing song when the Deftones released it. But I think all these years later, it's just become one of their big hits that everyone enjoys. So enjoy this classic Deftone staple. And again, pick up Siler's record Seasons out again October 5th via Hopeless Records. And we will talk to you next time. What you